We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR injury law help me if I'm hit by a driver with no insurance? Yes. How about if not enough insurance? Yep. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612-TSR-TIME. Jeff, we actually saw each other in person. That was very strange. <laughs> it, it certainly was, Jeff. After a pandemic-ridden year or two, yeah, it was. It was nice to see you out at, at Vikings OTAs this week. Yes. <laughs> yes, and we got to stand there and uh, for about an hour and watch guys stand around in pads. It was uh, fascinating. That, you know what? It's funny because you know you you obviously have attended a million practices in your career and I've attended pretty close to that and I get less out of watching practices in these situations you know OTAs mini camps whatever than I get from the conversations I just happen to have standing on the sideline so I got to stand there with you and Mark Craig uh, my colleague from the Star Tribune we kick things around uh, so let, let's start today's edition of Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider here at talknorth.com with this question we're standing there watching what some people might think of as a finalized roster, start to get things together, but isn't a finalized roster, or as a you know former general manager, is this still a time of year when you can make some moves? Yeah, definitely. I think after the draft, uh, teams do and GMs do take another look at the roster and kind of reassess where they're at with their teams. And, and we see that around the league. And, and perhaps there could be still a position that, that could be addressed as a need position if you've got the cap space to do it. And so I, I think that's kind of what is happening around the league right now. And as you and I have talked, there are some really good players that are still available in kind of what we might call this third wave of free agency, which after the, of course, the splashy in, uh, initial signings, the big money signings, and then you have kind of a second wave where more reasonable priced players are signed. And then then you have the draft. And after that, teams look at their rosters and, and the capologists get in the mix and try to figure out how much cap room you may have, and which, which can be a little tricky because you it's deceptive at this point in time because you think that, that you have, for example, the Vikings have a reported 11 to $12 million of cap room but only the top 51 players count right now. And when you get to after the final cut in September, early September before the regular season opener, then everybody counts. And that will be the 53-player roster plus injured reserve players, which are probably five or six players at that point, and all your practice squad players, which are the cheaper players. But you've got to make sure you've got room to pay all those players. So, so that 11 to $12 million of room is a little deceptive right now. But, but as we know, teams can still find a way with some restructuring or extensions to free up some room. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little later about who might be available in that third wave of free agency. But meanwhile, yeah, I thought the ad, I would say the atmosphere at, at OTAs, at Viking OTAs, just seemed a little calmer, <laughs> shall yeah. we say, yeah. under, uh, under Kevin O'Connell and I don't want to say relaxed because it, it's still 
they're there they are working and and they're working hard to learn the new system on offense and defense but it just seems like there's a different air around Viking camp and we'll see how that plays out as, as things develop. But, but it, it was, it was fun to be out there. And as we said, you don't see a lot in OTAs because they're going basically half speed and, and sometimes not even that speed, but you do see some, some things that are interesting that we'll talk about. No doubt about it. Uh, hey, this is TalkNorth.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've added Dave Lee of WCCO fame to our roster. We have Mike Grimm doing the Gopher podcast. Lots of great outdoor content. Of course, the, the uh, best lineup in sports with Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, John Krasinski, John Millay, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, et cetera, et cetera. We have a great lineup. Our producer is Brianne Burdett. And uh, by the way, we are going to have a grand opening. We're going to uh, Talk North is going to do our preps show with John Millay uh, this Saturday at the TCO Brooklyn Park Grand Opening Event. Uh, it's going to be pretty much all morning. Our podcast will go on 1130 to 1230, but things will start before then. Uh, last time we did a grand opening, there were Daniil Hunter and a bunch of Vikings cheerleaders were there. They're going to have giveaways. They're beautiful facilities. We'll see. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing Randy and Ryan Shaver there. So uh, check it out. Come out and say hello to us. So we'd love to see you. We'd love to take some live questions as well. And thanks to our sponsors for this show, White Bear Lake Superstore and TSR Injury Law. So uh, did you see anything as we were standing there that jumped out at you? Did you see anything that intrigued you? Uh, any alignments or any player movements, anything like that? Yeah, I, well, I think the thing that caught my attention more than the rookies at this stage, and, and the rookies, yeah, you, you watch Lewis seeing the first round pick, and he looks smooth, he looks athletic at safety, but again, he's going half to three-quarter speed at this point, and he's trying to learn the defense. I think in terms of the rookies, what was – I'm sure more exciting for the coaches and interesting for us to see the second round pick, Andrew Booth Jr., on the field and participating in drills, which I didn't necessarily expect it as he's coming off that sports hernia surgery. And so you would think that he should be fully ready to go, a full participation in training camp that's basically 10 weeks away. He's got time to aid in his recovery at this point, but he was on the field, he was running around and lining up and and I think that's a, a, a really positive sign for the secondary and, and as far as the other rookies you couldn't really see much at this point you have to wait until they're in full pads in training camp and and also of course playing in the in the three preseason games when we'll see a lot of the rookies in action as, as they try to to earn roster spots and and perhaps starting roles for guys like Seen and Booth and we'll see what happens with Ed Ingram the uh, second round guard again you can't really see much of what he's doing at this stage because they're not going one-on-one -on -one with a defensive lineman yet uh they're not in full pads so I, I would say what catches my attention more what caught my attention more at otas this week was watching some of the veteran guys and particularly the the veteran guys coming off injuries and how they're coming along and and it's been well reported that Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith were on the field together in seven-on-seven -seven drills, and, and I think that's extremely positive because to me, and you and I have talked about this before, I think those two guys may be 
the key to the Vikings' playoff chances this year, along with that certain quarterback who wears number eight, Mr. Cousins, of course, <laughs> who's always the key. But if, if Hunter and Zadarius Smith are healthy all year and productive and double-digit sack guys and both on the field together is a key so teams can't slide the protection to one or the other, that is huge for this defense, for the new defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel, to have a chance to have those guys lining up together. So I, I thought that was one of the things that caught my attention immediately was seeing those guys out there and seemingly healthy as Hunter comes off his uh, his pec injury from last year and, and Zadarius Smith only played one game with the back injury. And I think that would be huge for the defense. And, and the other on the other side of the ball, Irv Smith Jr., who, again, I think is really important offensively, and he's coming off his meniscus injury that cost him the whole year. And he is, I think, a real key offensively because we know what kind of talent he has, very athletic, and he's flashed that kind of Pro Bowl ability his first two seasons, and last year was a lost year with the injury. But with Tyler Conklin leaving in free agency, and I don't see that the Vikings have a veteran receiving tight end option who can make an impact like Smith. And we, we did see some good things in the drills from last year's fifth rounder, Zach Davison, the big guy at 6'7", but looks like he could really run and made a couple of plays in seven on seven. But the other tight ends, Johnny Munt, Ben Ellison was here last year. Munt was a free agent signee from the Rams. And then the seventh round pick, Nick Muse, they look to be more blocking type tight ends. So I, I think Ersonis Jr.'s health is really important because he can be that, that short and intermediate outlet for Cousins. And Ersonis has the ability to get deep. He's got the athletic ability. And so he could take the pressure off the three wide receivers, Jefferson, Thielen, and Osborne, and also Dalvin Cook. So he's a key. Those are the guys that, that really caught my attention this week. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. See all of our shows as they are released. Uh, also, we do the Viking Update show. Myself and John Krasinski, we've both been covering the Vikings for uh, decades. We offer the writer's view of the team. This, of course, is the expert insider view from Jeff Diamond. Uh, Andrew Kramer from my paper wrote a, an interesting update on Daniil Hunter. And he seems to be in a really good mood. He looks, he always looks like he's in incredible shape, but he's an incredible worker and physical specimen. Uh, but, you know, Andrew mentioned that, hey, our sources are saying that uh, that they looked into trading him in March because they couldn't get a long-term deal done. They ended up doing a one-year deal for $18 million. Uh, where where does all that stand in your eyes at this point? Yeah, I think that where it stands is that they want to see him playing at, at his Pro Bowl ability. And I, I could see at this point be, it being kind of difficult to step up and pay him the kind of money he's looking for, which is basically T.J. Watt uh, money, <laughs> at, which is the, the $27 million a year that the top pass rushers are getting, 27 to $28 million a year. Uh, and that, that's where Watt is kind of setting the market, uh, along with the Bosa brothers. Uh, Nick hasn't gotten his deal done yet, but, but his brother Joey did, and he's, he's about in that range. And so that's the target for Hunter, obviously, and, and his agent hard for the Vikings to, to commit that kind of money after Daniil comes off two injury years in a row. So I'm sure they're kind of 
slow playing it a little bit, which which I, I would tend to do if I were in their position at this point before you commit 50 to $100 million in guaranteed salary on a 27, $26, 27000000 million a year deal. Now, you can structure some incentives in there, but they're not going to want too much an incentive. So this could certainly be a deal that gets done at the bye week uh, or even a couple of weeks after that as they see that he – is able to overcome these injuries of the last couple of years, and particularly the neck injury that, that was so troublesome in 2020 season. So yeah, I, I think that not surprising. I'm a little surprised that they were trying to trade him because it would be really difficult to get full value for a guy like Daniel Hunter coming off those injuries. And so we will see how that one plays out. I, I think the whole thing with Hunter and Zadarius Smith it's going to be very interesting to watch how they manage their workloads in training camp and OTAs, no big deal. They're just running around out there. They're not hitting, but when you get to training camp and you start the hitting and the one-on-ones with the offensive line and into perhaps a scrimmage with another team or preseason games, I would expect that we'll see very little of, of Hunter and Zadarius Smith lining up in any preseason games. I think that they should treat them like they treat Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook basically did not even get a carry in preseason last year, which is smart. And I wouldn't give him any carries again in preseason this year. You know what he can do. And and I think for Hunter and Zadarius Smith, the most important thing is that they're ready for Sunday, September 11th against the Green Bay Packers at 3.25 p.m. <laughs> at U.S. Bank Stadium and not worried about them playing in any preseason games, or if they do, maybe give them one series and get them the heck out of there. And so that's going to be really interesting for me to watch how they manage their workloads. And that's a big challenge for Kevin O'Connell in his first year. Donatel, Mike Pettin, the assistant head coach who had Zadarius Smith in Green Bay, and Mike Smith, the outside linebacker coach, pass rush specialist, who also was in Green Bay and coached Zadarius Smith. So keep an eye on that as we get into training camp. I think that they're, they're, they really need to be careful with those two guys. They're so no important. Doubt, no doubt about it. Uh, let's, I'm going to ask you about a prominent NFL player saying he loves the Vikings secondary. First, though, tell us, Jeff, about White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always excited to talk with you about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and my longtime friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Gattrell, their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. Check out their great website. We always talk about whitebearlakesuperstore.com. You'll see 0% APR on most GMC and Buick SUV models, including the stylish Encore GX and a terrific offer on the 2022 GMC Sierra 1500 limited crew tab with a $750 purchase allowance for current Buick or GMC owners or lessees. And don't wait, reserve your all electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore, and they are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM viewers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at whitebearlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience, Buick GMC, we are professional grade.
TSR Injury Law has been sponsoring Talk North for a long time. They started with the John Krasinski show because Steve Terry is such a big NBA fan and Timberwolves fan. Uh, they're sponsoring a number of shows across the platform now as we grow. Uh, they've been great, and they would be great for you. If you, We don't want you to need to call them, but if you do need to call a lawyer, if you're injured, if you need that particular kind of help, you're going to want good help. You want them to make your life as easy as possible. You're going to want them to win your case. And the great thing is they don't even charge you unless they win your case, and they win a lot of cases. Uh, so just remember, 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. All right, Luke Keekley, the uh, great linebacker uh, of for the Carolina Panthers, says he thinks the Vikings have the best secondary in the NFL, or at least have a, a chance of having the best secondary. That sounds a little crazy when you've been complaining about Viking quarterbacks in this town for a long time, but is there, uh, is there some truth in that? Could this be a, a really good secondary? Yeah, I think we could. If if Lewisine develops or Cam Bynum has a, has a major role, he was the fourth round pick last year. We saw some really good things from him when Harrison Smith missed a couple of games with COVID, and then of course Harrison Smith, the veteran Pro Bowl safety, so they could be in great shape at safety with those three guys. And at, at corner, I can't quite buy <laughs> Luke's theory at this point in time when Patrick Peterson is whatever 31 years old and. And he's he's still, I think, a, a good player. He's not the the elite player that he was in Arizona. And the other corner spot is basically up for grabs between Cam Dantzler and Andrew Booth Jr. If he's fully healthy, and Dantzler has been a somewhat of a head case his last couple of years, as, as we all witnessed in that final play in Detroit last year that cost him the game as he backpedals into the end zone. Now. Maybe he could be coached up. He's He's got the talent, I think, to be a, a really good NFL corner. Uh, Shandon Sullivan, who they signed from Green Bay as the nickel slot corner, I think will be an upgrade over, over Mackenzie Alexander. And depth-wise, they've got some former draft choices, Chris Boyd, Harrison Hand, and and so and they've signed some other players, such as Ty Smith. So So there is some depth in the secondary perhaps more than in the past and and they're not totally relying on rookies that they did a couple of years ago that that killed them when Aaron Rodgers came to town in that opener in 2020 but I, I can't until I see what happens at corner I, I can't buy Luke's theory about that at all and there's when you talk about players such as Jalen Ramsey in LA and and those kind of people around the league it's it's hard to to buy into the theory that the Vikings are going to have one of the best secondaries in the league when it's been a little more than a little shaky the last two years at least. And we'll just see. I think Andrew Booth Jr., he could be the key to the whole, the whole equation there, the whole puzzle. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's get back to that third, third wave of player acquisition, third wave of free agency you mentioned. Uh, who is there somebody out there you think would be a great fit for the Vikings? Do you think there's somebody who's logical for them to add? What what do you see happening here? The guy that's really intriguing to me, Jim, is is JC Treader, mm -hmm. the the uh, ex Cleveland Browns center, who also was president of the of the NFL Players Association, by the way. But not that that has anything to do with anything. But but he he's a very good player, and I think he's a better player than Garrett Bradbury who, as we know, the Vikings did not exercise Bradbury's fifth-year option, so he's a potential free agent next year. And I thought Mason Cole last year played better than Bradbury when he was in there, 
and they let Cole escape in free agency on, a, on an affordable $5 million a year deal. So we, we know that O'Connell has kind of talked up Bradbury, but I think the actions speak louder than words when they don't exercise the fifth year option. And so maybe one of these other guys that are fighting for the right guard spot could, could step in there. Uh, a Jesse Davis, for example, who is currently lined up at, at right guard. And we'll see, they, they signed, as we know, several veteran guards and maybe one of those guys could play center, but Trevor to me is a guy who could step in and upgrade that offensive line. And maybe he could be affordable since he's still out there in free agency right now. Uh, so he's the guy that that I would think would be really interesting to look at. There are, as, as we said, several other really impact potential players, but not necessarily at a position of need. Guys like Odell Beckham, who's coming off the ACL injury, and I'm sure he'll re-sign with the Rams. And he had the ACL that he sustained in the Super Bowl. Julio Jones has has been banged up so much in recent years. Jadavian Clowney, we, we know what kind of impact player he can be, but he's always looking for 15 to $20 million, and they're not going to pay him that kind of money when they've got Hunter and, and Zadarius Smith making close to that. And uh, Trey Flowers is another guy who has some great years as an edge rusher in New England. But I think that that perhaps they're going to feel that they've got enough on the defensive line as long as those guys are healthy. Now, what happens in this, in this last wave of free agency, too, is sometimes a major injury impacts the market. And all of a sudden, if, if one of those premier guys goes down, then maybe they'll go after one of these other guys. Uh, and Dominican Sue is out there. Akeem Hicks, who's the Viking killer <laughs> at defensive tackle, but they signed Harrison Phillips, and I don't, I don't, and they've got Dalvin Tomlinson, and and Armand Watts can play inside or outside. So I don't see them making a big, big money signing at defensive tackle. Gronk is out there, but he'll he'll go back with Brady if he plays anywhere. And and there's a certain guy named Anthony Barr who's still available. Maybe they can get a cheap deal on him. We know that his knee has been very troublesome the last couple of years, and and they did sign Jordan Hicks in free agency to essentially replace him. And so it's going to be interesting. But And, of course, there, there still are a couple quarterbacks out there, Mayfield and Garoppolo, that the Browns and the 49ers are still looking to trade if possible. But maybe Garoppolo still ends up in San Francisco as an insurance policy if Trey Lance isn't coming along. Mayfield is definitely not going back to Cleveland. I don't know what they're going to do with him and try to trade him or unload him now that they've got Deshaun Watson there, although Deshaun Watson is looking at a very probable league suspension, as has been reported, due to his uh, problems off the field down in Texas. So it's th this last wave, there are still some good players, and the Vikings have some cap room, but again, they've got to budget that cap room to also be able to to pay these extra players as they fill out the roster. And so I don't really expect them to make a big splashy signing, but it's possible. I'll be seeing you out there for OTAs next week as well. Uh, for today, let's get a final thought from Jeff. Once again, thanks to our producer, Brian Burdett. Uh, check out talknorth.com for all our shows, all of our archives. If you like a particular show, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. Uh, check out 
the Viking Update show with myself and John Krasinski and, of course, Dave Lee, Mike Grimm, the whole lineup. We do appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks again to White Bear Lake Superstore and TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Time. All right, Jeff, final thought. Yeah, I think that one of the interesting things I'm going to be watching, and we didn't see much of the kickers at, at OTAs last week, but perhaps next week they'll start maybe do some live kicking as they start working a little bit more on special teams. And and I think we touched briefly last week on Gabe uh, Burkich, who is one of the undrafted free agents that they signed. And he has a really kind of interesting resume as we kind of talked about uh, in the past and look at as he comes out of Oklahoma and he was 17 of 17 on field goals and 52 for 52 on extra points. Only kicker in the nation to have a perfect season in 2019. He was reasonably good the last two years. His field goal percentage dropped a little bit, but he did make five kicks over 50 yards last year, tied for the most in college football. So what does that mean for Greg Joseph? He's got one year here. He, he kicked pretty well at the end of last season, but he's no sure thing, and he's making $2.43 million non-guaranteed this year. So if, if Burkich is a viable option and can beat him out in training camp, <clears throat> the Vikings can pick up a valuable about $1.6 million on the camp. And I like what Joseph did late in the season. He's a really good kickoff guy. He overcame that disastrous miss in Arizona that cost him the game on the 37-yarder at the end of the game. But I think this competition will be one to watch in camp because Burkich is a guy who seems to be not just a camp leg, but he's a guy that, that could provide competition. Yeah, and that'll be fascinating to watch. Of course, uh, one of the hallmarks of the Zimmer-Spielman era was a, a, the constant struggle to find punters and kickers they liked. It's going to be really interesting to see if that changes under Odojo Mensa and uh, O'Connell. And it, it, it's so easy to downplay kickers this time of the year, and then you get in the games, and they end up deciding the stinking game. <laughs> yeah, that that's life in the NFL. We we know that well here in Minnesota. There's no doubt about it. And God bless Gary Anderson and company. And it's uh, it, it's a it's a fact of life. So got to be very careful with kickers. And 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 as I said in the past, Jim, I did forgive Gary Anderson for the miss against Atlanta that that could have clinched that NFC Championship. I I I was able to forgive him when he made the a 41-yard field goal against the wind in Baltimore to win us a game when I was with the Titans in Tennessee. So I love Gary Anderson. I just I just didn't love him that day against Atlanta, unfortunately. We don't hold grudges here at TalkNorth.com. No, of course not. We move on from it. We're 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 bigger than that. At least we like to pretend. Uh, hey, good stuff, Jeff. It was good seeing you. I'll see you again out at uh, practice again next week. Thanks again to Brianne. Hey, thanks to everybody who listens. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.